Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just some high flying, ran fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eat and pray like pazookies on birthdays. It's Philadelphia, Marissa Bowen, Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Marissa Bowen, Zach are here to Squawk. Don't miss the mistress talk on some. I have a radio hit that I'm late for. I'm gonna give my prediction. You guys can stick on. Is that okay? Unbelievable. We, like, we now we find out who has priority. This is ridiculous. We've been on for an hour and 35 minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Looking forward to the post game pod. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Monday afternoon from Indianapolis, just outside the Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman. Marissa Dunn here for Birds with Friends. Marissa, happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited we're in person together. This is awesome. Couldn't ask for a better way to start the week. We or are, start my anniversary. That's well, yeah. Yesterday was the anniversary, <laughs> yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice meal with Michael. Yeah. A little bit far out of town, but we can get to <laughs> that okay. another it time. It was, yeah. a, you know, it was a long day of driving. Did they need another 25 minutes in the car? <laughs> he looks for the best. He's definitely listening to this, like rolling his eyes <laughs> so hard right now. <laughs> no, Michael looks for the best for his wife. I respect that. <laughs> yeah, he found the best spot. He found the very best Arby's there was in, in the in Indianapolis. <laughs> and all of it, exactly how everyone wants to spend their first Indi- first wedding anniversary in Indianapolis with their significant other. Now, what is Michael doing here? Um, so Michael, are we allowed to talk about this? Yeah, I think okay. so. Um, Michael was invited to be an offensive line mentor for the combine. Oh, so, must be nice. Yeah, super exciting. So we're both here working this week, which is pretty power cool. couple combine yeah. power mm. couple. Yeah, so we're spending a lot of time in Indy and excited to be here. Excited to see you guys, everyone else at the company. It's been great. Beautiful Indianapolis for you guys. A uh, nice rainy day that you've got, and we we've uh, we had a little. Day of athletic meetings here in Indianapolis ahead of tomorrow's press conferences from uh, Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni. We got a lot to get to. We haven't spoken since, uh, what was it, the Tuesday of Super Bowl? Yeah, I think you guys are burying the lead. You guys both took vacations too. We always like get on my stuff. You need to talk a little bit about your trips. I'm just thrilled to be here. (laughs) Zach doesn't want to do that. We got the house that Reggie Miller built behind (laughs) us um, when we're with. When when you're at like a company event with Bo, it's it's honestly it's it's like Peyton Manning at a quarterback convention. <laughs> he's he's a he's a big deal at these things. So uh, so it's 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 neat to be with it's 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 neat to be with Bo here. And uh, yeah, it's I, I I love the combine. It's my tenth combine uh, because there wasn't a combine in 2021. So my tenth time here in Indy. Always. Of course, the greatest tragedy of the coronavirus <laughs> pandemic was that That's, there was no combine in 2021. I, I wasn't Thank suggesting you. such. I was I was simply giving you the the math for why this is my. 10th combine entering my 12th year on the beat as if but that's also assuming that everyone listening knows that you started on the beat in whatever year that was I'm not assuming that i was simply giving context for this conversation but no the combine is an important time uh on the nfl calendar it really it's effectively the start of the offseason i know they talk about the senior bowl like that and what a long offseason it was <laughs> yeah, you guys what a long like interim it was days. since the end of the yeah. super bowl yeah um yeah i mean look that's that's uh well, not for us, but for the Eagles, that's that's like a, a first world problem, right? You, you go to the Super sure. Bowl, you have a short offseason. You can't complain about that or a short period of time that before the offseason begins. But I, I say don't like this the is, word short. But, this is know. the start of the offseason. Well, short's relative, right? Yeah. Um, this is the start of the offseason because the league calendar technically starts in March. But this year is when the league convenes. They start discussing free agency. There's standardized testing for the draft prospects. Uh, it, it's a big time on the NFL calendar. It really is a league convention. So important that we're here. Uh, it's a big athletic convention to do on today, like you mentioned. And uh, 
yeah, I'm excited for the podcast ahead. This is this. I don't call it the off season. I call it the non-playing season. Uh, and it, it's a it's a time when we we know the data shows the interest this time of year. Is that what you say when people you know normies ask you about what you do in the <laughs> off season? You say it's the not the off season. It's the non-playing season. I don't correct them, but I'll call it the non-playing season. Okay. I'll feel like there's the playing season. The, the NPO. <laughs> I think right. I, I actually think Rich Eisen says that. So I might I might might be stealing it from not the most handsome Rich I know, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, I mean listen, we we haven't really like fully like unpacked the Super Bowl, I guess, in the aftermath of it. I know that that's like a crazy thing to say. And it's two weeks later, and I think that uh Eagles fans, I don't want to speak for them, but like there's still a like that is still very much lingering, obviously, that um it's hard to sort of turn the page. But the truth is, I mean, this is a fascinating offseason ahead where yeah. we've got a lot to, to talk about. Starting, of course, everybody wants to know when is Flu World Order going to happen? <laughs> What's going to happen with Flu World Order? What are going to be the rules this year? Is there a chance that Flu World Order you know, gets bumped because one of the players is already resigned? Believe me, we've had discussions. We're going to do it at the end of this week. There's a chance that, we, that it may be a mistake. Something could come first, but we'll try to get to that. Uh, I know Zach has been itching to get to I forget the name of the draft when we rank the likelihood of the futures contract players signed to be on the roster <laughs> at some point. But as well. uh, you've been you were on vacation. You're texting me. When are we going to do that thing? When are we going to do that thing? Uh, we'll get to it. We've got other stuff to get to. Um, but there's a lot going on right now because of all the free agents that they have, because of the coaching searches that are going on. And uh, I think that's probably a good place to start, Zach, with sending it over to the Stone Cold Newsman himself with the latest on the Eagles coaching search looking for two new coordinators. So the Eagles still don't officially have offensive and defensive coordinators, um, but uh, we're certainly expecting Brian Johnson to get promoted to offensive coordinator. That That's the general ex expectation. And then defensive coordinator, they as Eagles fans have been following, they've cast a wide net there. Uh, according to... NFL Network, Sean Desai, the former Bills defensive coordinator for uh, currently Seahawks Bears, assistant. Rather, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I'm sorry. Bears defensive coordinator, Seahawks assistant head coach, uh, spent time at Temple earlier in his career. Chief of Temple he's, U. He's in Philly for a second interview today. Um, Denard Wilson, also a candidate for that job. There have been other people who the Eagles have interviewed, including Vance Joseph, who went to Denver. Um, Glenn Schumann, the Georgia defensive coordinator, staying in Georgia, uh, that came out from ESPN today. Then there, uh, uh, Jim Leonard is not taking the Eagles job. I believe he's taking a year off. Um, there was also a report from Mike Garofolo that the Eagles uh, talked to Jesse Minter, Michigan's defensive coordinator, and Chris Shaw, who is an assistant coach with the LA Rams. So uh, certainly something to monitor there. But I, I would pay attention to Sean Desai and Denard Wilson at this point. Uh, as far as a timetable, I've been asked, you know, do they need someone by the combine? Like how, how can you scout without, I, I don't think that's as huge a deal. I, I think honestly, the combine is usually the first time that coaches are getting their eyes on these players. If they weren't at the senior bowl, sometimes they're at the senior bowl, but uh, you know, the combine, a lot of it is, is scout driven more so than coach driven per se. It helps to know the scheme, but uh as Nick Sirianni said, you were at that press conference two Thursdays ago um, that there could be some flexibility with the scheme, but Nick Sirianni has a general direction for what he wants this defense to be. And so I think they, they know what, uh, the types of players. It's kind of a weird answer for. though. I don't want to, I don't want to, you have to close no. out the, you have to close oh, out the okay. news report. For, um, and then just closing out the news report. Uh, yeah. The Eagles sign a bunch of players to futures deals. The league year starts in two weeks or there's going to be a lot going on here. Back to you in the studio. Thanks, Zach. Uh, Michael Clay also reportedly uh, signed a one-year extension that included a, a raise, according to Aaron Wilson. And Nick Sirianni said he's coming back, so yes. Well, yeah, but Nick Sirianni said he's coming back two Thursdays ago. Mm -hmm. Today, news broke that he yeah, actually yeah. signed an extension. And gotcha. had, I mean, okay. You know, Nick Sirianni says a lot of – Doug Peterson said Carson Walsh was coming back. I'm just – that was two weeks ago. <laughs> Were you expecting him not to? No, but well, why did you have to correct the the new the actual news that happened today with something I was, that I was, was I was adding I was adding context, but yes, where's yours? 
Um, I there's one thing I forgot for this episode. Um, uh, I have some gifts for you guys, courtesy of Defop Tony Ascenda. So I'll bring those to the oh. show. I'll bring those to the show tomorrow. But I this is rude of me because I didn't bring something specifically for Marissa, but I do That's have okay. something for Zach uh, that I'd like to pass along. Just a gift from me to you. Uh, here you go. I'm scared. That's for you. Oh, DCA Airport. It's a regular <laughs> airport. Many pretzels. That's the gift. It's a pre a pretzel wrap. I know how much you love DC. Doesn't that doesn't that make your heart move to see the I kind of the, the image of the nation's capital? Well, that's not. The, I mean, no, seeing the capital gets me excited. Yeah, but doesn't that there. conjure the image in your mind? Doesn't that doesn't that make you think of you know President Bartlett and the uh, the, the Great Experiment? The Great Experiment. I think the fact that Bo like thought like that said DCA on it and to save a, a rapper for yes. you, that's his love language to use that. I mean, my goodness, going through the airport with the how how long did you have this rapper? Where's this from? That's from yesterday's flight. Oh, uh, oh, so you weren't actually at the no, they airport. served us on the flight from Philadelphia to Indianapolis gotcha. mini pretzels with the DCA logo. Oh. So. I, thought, I saw that and I said, "Wow, Zach's gonna love this." Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. It's a nice, it's a nice sentiment. I've never been given an empty pretzel wrapper before <laughs> as a gift, um, so I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, on on the flights, I always prefer the pretzels, and I'm a cookie guy. You know that, but you know those cookies. Oh yeah, the yeah, biscuits. The, the, yeah, the, uh, yeah. I much prefer the pretzels. Absolutely. Michael gets the biscuits every time. The biscoff. Yeah, and I can't mm. eat it because I'm free mm. and he always tells me to still get it so he <laughs> it can have two <laughs> so you won't eat, get to eat any food no and then he eats mine uh, that's tough <laughs> but i always think they don't the, look appealing. No, the, the pretzels are high variance because sometimes you get ones with no salt at all but still preferable to i, mean, uh, the, I prefer the, no the salt actually so really yes <laughs> loser <laughs> this guy's salty over here yeah um uh those i i yeah so i i i sometimes ask for the pretzels and it's not like the multiple choice thing. If you're on JetBlue, they could give you a potpourri of options. So, yes, they got. I will tell you. Yesterday on the flight, they offered the pretzel or uh, cookie choice. Uh, yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, it's my flight. They only had the cookie. And how about on your drive from Wisconsin? Um, we did stop. Michael got Annie Ann's. Um, okay, I got pretzel. All right, got a pretzel wow. with the cinnamon one. So that's almost like a cookie. Um. I had some gluten-free snacks, but okay. I, I honestly slept. He did the driving, so oh, really? I have to give him some credit for that. Yeah, okay, but nothing, cool. nothing was... as a, as great as you know a pretzel wrapper that says DCA. So he was cool with that. Yeah, nice. and with he was what? very quiet and like let me sleep. Yeah, there was one time I think I told this story when Bo and I stayed in Madison, Wisconsin before a Packers game, and we went for this huge lunch breakfast like i wanted i don't want to call it a brunch because it was a thursday but it was like a, it was like an, <laughs> you can still have brunch on thursday <laughs> um, it was like an it was early late lunch, breakfast yeah, though yeah. late breakfast early lunch and, um, and they just pile i'm telling you it was yeah, like it was monster it, i mean you could tell why wisconsin breeds offensive linemen um this one this was this was like such a huge meal and it had a milkshake with it too mm. and i got in that car and i just passed out i said bo do you mind I, just, I don't think you said Bo, do you mind? Just, you just passed out. I didn't. Did you mind? I, not at all. I didn't mind at all. <laughs> you to podcast. I thought it was totally fine. I, I felt so bad. Was his I, mouth open? Huh? Was his mouth open? Uh, that's a good question. He, he might have been snoring at one point. That's possible. <laughs> really? But I don't. I'm not, I'm not a snorer. But I think I oh. I thought it was totally fine. But what your wife thought that it was rude that you yes that exactly you slept. Yeah. exactly. I didn't think it was rude at all. Yeah. We tried to good conversation. Or something no, like that's so. fine. I mean, <laughs> how could you? How could you top? A podcast in terms of a conversational <laughs> fair okay uh yeah wow really news heavy start to this, episode. <laughs> this is what happens when you get the so i was actually thinking about this when i was packing my mic which which we're not using here um but the combine is the site of some of our greatest hits at least since i've been on the show uh pauline the valet story yeah yeah i think that yeah. there's when the when when we're together there is a different dynamic no than doubt. when we're in our respective rooms. So yeah. credit to Marissa for putting this. We're in a, in um, a conference room that Marissa found here. We, we, that I illegally just took. 
<laughs> no, yeah. it, it was what it was supposed to be a room for someone in the company, but this table I just said here, we're using it. This table was the table that our lunch was served on. Yep. That Marissa eyeballed it. We dragged in here. Yeah, yeah. we brought it in here. Uh, we we set the chairs up. I, I made sure we had this backdrop. When the talent showed up, we were ready to go. So, <laughs> wow, I was there on time. I mean, I will say Zach was instrumental in the backdrop. So. If you're watching on YouTube and you like the uh, arena behind us, that was all Zach. If you think Zach cares about like the written word and the stories <laughs> that he writes, that's nothing to him. The real passion <laughs> that he has in terms of curating the perfect experience is in backdrop. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll give I'll give credit. My my wife Emily, she's she's watching actually right now. Oh, and, huh. uh, huge shout out! To she's Emily. very cognizant of of like when we're on video that it's a visual medium. Right, like, mm. like, what's your backdrop? You know, do you look presentable? Things of that nature. So, she, I, I give credit to her. And how do you know that she's watching? Has she given you live feedback? That we can I, share? I, I got a text actually. I'm, I saw it on my uh, and on my watch. And no, she just said I'm watching. Uh oh, <laughs> yes. And again, shout out to both of your oh, wives your... for again holding down the fort while you guys are away. Yeah, just yet again. Right again. She does have feedback actually. Why is Marissa sitting behind you? Do you want to answer that? Well, because I have my computer yeah, okay, up just yes. to monitor the feed because I want to make sure that it's all running okay. smoothly because, you know, we don't want any dropouts or anything like that. That's so, right. A lot of important things to talk about here. All right, Zach. Uh, let's let's talk about this search. Yes. First of all, uh, do you find it curious that there have been no reports at all of outside interviews for offensive coordinator? No. Um I am not now. They they do have to. They do I have believe, to, right? By the Rooney they rule, have, they have to. Yeah, um, they don't. Have, it doesn't have to be publicly announced, right? I, I, yeah, it's it's a fair question. I'm not surprised by it because I, I I mean everyone I've talked to the expectation is that's an internal hire, um, and as Nick Sirianni said at that at that press conference, um, it's his offense, right? So it's a little different than the defense, and and that's something we. But he's not the play caller. It's an attractive job. Inter uh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's as attractive. It, it's attractive job because you're the offense coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles, right? But and I, I also think the expectation is that they promote Brian Johnson. Yeah, I mean, I think that's yeah. the yeah, that's the real reason. But no, I think you always. I, and you know what was was interesting because you said you called this out uh, on our our last podcast, and then Sirianni fell into the trap that you cautioned against, which was. You know, don't just don't just describe Brian Johnson as a good fit because he knows Jalen Hurts, yeah. and it's like the first thing that Nick yeah, brings up. Yeah, it, 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 it bothers it, me a little bit. Yeah, it bothers me when when Brian's described that way. Um, look, I'm not dismissing you. Basis. All right. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> would you rather me call him like uh, Coach Johnson? <laughs> Brian, his name's Brian. I'm calling him Brian. BJ, I don't yeah. know. Well, you're on a nickname basis. You're on an initial basis. <laughs> you see him and you're like, what's up, BJ? Yeah. <laughs> I say. B. John. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it, if I run into him this week, I'll say, what's going on, Brian? How, you know, how are you? How's the family? That kind of thing. Yes. Okay. Um, so. And he'll say, you are. I, I'm not trying to flex. I was certainly, certainly, I hope he knows my name. Okay. But, um, can we edit that out? <laughs> no, editing. Right. No, no, no editing. That was a joke. We're, 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 we're live. No, it, it doesn't surprise me um, that, that I, I figured we would hear a name, but uh, but I no, I'm expecting that to be Brian Johnson. I do think it's a fundamentally different job than the defense. Uh, the defense, you're essentially the you're the head coach of that side of the ball, and I don't think that's the case with the offense. You're the play caller, but you're not bringing in your offense. Um, you're running Nick Sirianni's offense. You're running, I shouldn't say that, you're running the Eagles offense. And I also think there's people, you know, you know, Kevin Petulo, Jeff Stoutland, these guys have have big roles in this too. It really is a group effort. And that's not to belittle what Shane Steichen did, uh, but I think it, it I think there was more autonomy on the defensive side of the ball. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, and it does seem like all indications are that that will be Brian Johnson's job. Um, but yeah. you know, you want you want your team to treat the interview process. Absolutely. Thoroughly, um, which they're doing on defense, yeah. but it's it's just odd we haven't heard anything on offense. We'll talk to Nick uh, tomorrow. We'll find out more then. Um, but no, that, that that's that's a good question. And as far as the interview process, 
I would do what they're doing on like I would always talk to as many people as possible. Absolutely. Find out different ideas. This is a this is how, how you meet different coaches who you might not know. I, I never like the idea of of like just hiring from your network, right? Because it, it there's a degree of like pomposity to think that the only coaches who are good coaches are those you've already met. Sure. Um, or those you've worked with. So yeah, meet different people, talk to different well, people. This is like the the, the entire uh, scope of like, you know, hiring uh, diversity is about not just, you know, extending beyond your network. That's the entire point. So yeah. 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 Um, and, and, and look, I, you know, you, you want people that um, if, if you want people you can work with. Right. But so you're not, you're, you're not bringing in someone from like a totally different scheme. Someone runs a wishbone. Um but still, I, I think you want to hear. I different... always liked the show Wishbone <laughs> with the little dog. There Did was you watch a... that as a kid. No, no but no. I, I don't know if it's still there. There was like a a, a chicken tender place in, in Philadelphia called Wishbone, which I liked. Okay. Um, What's the story, Wishbone? So, uh, as I, as as I was saying, uh, but you 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 want to hear different philosophies for your offense. You want to hear how they can utilize different players, and and it's like. Uh, you know, the, I've already asked the question to a bunch of people, like, how can our coverage be better? Right. Um, I would ask coaches, like, how can our coverage be, how could our offense be better? How could Jalen Hurts improve? What ideas do you have? Um, because that then you can implement it. It's, it's a way of, of really getting external evaluations of your team. So I, I, I always, I never think you should rush, rush the interview process. Yeah, I agree. And there's also no, need to rush yeah. because all the other staffs are basically yeah. filled. Have the, have the Colts hired a defensive coordinator? Gus Bradley staying. Oh, that's right. Okay. So um, there are no, there are no, yeah. there is no competition for those jobs. No. So they can take their time. Yeah. Um, um, and I also think too, that um, in some of these cases, you know, you know, the Eagles like to announce everyone at once so they could have hires that just aren't officially right. announced. Okay. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct TV satellite free. Hey Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get direct TV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream direct TV over the internet now. Oh sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream direct TV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECT-TV. Terms or restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Uh, well, that helps us transition to the defensive side of the ball because it has obviously been more um, extensive and you talked about the candidates. Um, I wrote earlier this week about you know Nick Sirianni's... He, he said in the like press conference... Thank you. Would you call it a column? It had Wolf in front of it. Yeah, but I didn't put Wolf there. I don't know why they put that there. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you did. I don't. Okay. I got some headline complaints <laughs> okay. that we can we can unpack at a different time. Uh, I would not have considered that a column. That was a story. I would have written it different if it was a column. <laughs> I was actually wondering that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know why the Wolf was there. Was it like, wasn't there on the main like, headline either. It such a well-reported uh, piece here. <laughs> yeah, why was it? What was that about? I was wondering that, but There's no call. But nonetheless, that was, was the only, that's like the thing that I was working on all Super Bowl week was was getting those answers. I thought, yeah, that's right. I really I like you know I 
they were voices we don't usually hear because these assistant coaches don't talk as much. Yeah, it was And I thought they gave really good perspective to him. But, but this, you know, and you, and you know, you can read the story where we can do the, the whole tease thing, but uh, it, guys on the staff have talked about, and the reason I was asking about it is because I had heard this before is that like Nick, Nick, first name basis is, has been in, intentional. Nikki, yeah, Nikki, <laughs> Nikki Sears. I don't know. Um, has been intentional about, uh, you know, trying to what amounts to professional development for coaches, right? So, like, what what's going to be your next step? How do I best prepare you for that? That doesn't mean he's going to be effective at it, um, but it's something that he's tried to be intentional about. Um, obviously, it to some degree helped Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen land head for coaching sure. jobs because it was part of it was like about the interview process. And um, both talked in their introductory press conferences about what they've learned from Nick in their two years. So right. Um, so. You can understand that, you know, he said in his press conference last week that his like gut instinct, his gut instinct is to hire from within because like those are the people that he trusts and he's invested in their mm -hmm. development for the reasons that we just talked about. It's important to cast your net wider. But um, I think that. Well, let me ask you this. Jannard Wilson or the field? Who are you taking? Question. Uh because Nick, we, you know, we didn't even talk about Nick Rallis, of course, the linebackers yeah. coach. He left to become a defensive coordinator for Jonathan Gannon. I'm so, I'm still it was, and it was funny because when I, of all the guys I talked to in the Super Bowl week about, like, are you prepared for the next job and stuff like that, Rallis was, like, the one who was, like, nah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, like, I don't have a notebook for that. I just – I'm happy to just be a linebackers coach. Okay. It's, it's funny because I, I, I kind of always thought he was going where Gannon was going. So that was the, yeah, that's yeah. what we had heard. And he so actually, maybe he didn't have to prepare for the interview. Yeah. He, just, he knew he had an in. Although, although he, he said he had a press conference last week that I watched and he said that, uh, there, that he had a few other opportunities to interview for defensive coordinator mm -hmm. jobs. So maybe he, he thought he was going somewhere no matter what. Um, I think his contract, you know, I think he had that flexibility maybe. Um, but, uh, although it was, I mean, he, he didn't take the interviews before the Super Bowl, So, it could have only other been Indianapolis or Denver, right? So maybe he's, um, or he no, knew, that, or he knew that Cannon was getting. Maybe the job. he he did interview and they didn't come out. I don't okay. know. Um, I think we're just learning that that Nick Rallis maybe doesn't oh. tell the truth that often. That's Commanders release quarterback Carson Wentz. Yeah, I didn't want to interrupt you guys. Yeah, but, I just got um, that alert. Yeah, uh, Carson will go on. No, we expected this. But going on his fourth team in four years if he's playing football. If somewhere. he's playing football, yeah. do you think he plays football next year? can't see Carson as backup somewhere. I feel like I called this two years ago. I said he's going to be out of the league in three years. We, we do about eight podcasts a week. So. <laughs> sure. sure. On one of them, you called it. On another one, you didn't. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think I'm going Denard Wilson, but that's, okay. that's close, though. That's close. Yeah. Now, Sean Desai, um, from what we know, you talked about his background. There's like, he's sort of like given the, uh, like, oh, he's like a Vic Fangio tree guy. I don't know if that's exactly entirely accurate. He's coached under a lot of people, right? But um, I well, mean, not he, in the he NFL, was, right? Sure. He was with the, but Bears, he's got yeah. his own philosophy. It's not yeah. like, like, oh, yeah, you exactly. just hiring Vic Fangio. Yeah. And by the way, Pete Carroll runs a totally different defense, and he was with Pete Carroll last year. So right. he can blend some different concepts. And uh, he was, he was under Al Golden, I believe, at, at Temple. Mm. Al Golden runs a different scheme. So I think he was the Al Golden era, if, if, uh, yes, that's yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he absolutely predated the <laughs> rotten scoundrel devil himself, Steve Adazio. Okay, you have to clarify that because they had a few recent coaches. Yeah, I mean, there's only one <laughs> true evil in uh, the podcast, in the Birds and Friends universe, and that's Steve Adazio. Um, so anyway, I think, no, t tell me about the other two guys, uh, Shula and Minter. What do you know about him? Jesse Minter, uh, defense coordinator at Michigan. They had a real good defense this past year. Anyone who watched Michigan knows that. He replaced Mike McDonald, who went to the Ravens. Um, there's, there's and it was of, Minter with the Ravens? Before? Yeah. There's kind of so like, like there's they're just like trading. Trades. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, Jim and John just, right. just trade yeah. defensive coaches. Uh, his father, I believe his father, Rick, was the linebackers coach for the Eagles under Jim Kelly. Of course, yes. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, Jesse Minter was also – the Eagles had a coach, a, a, an assistant coach one time, Trent Miles, if you remember him. He was here under Peterson, and he was a head coach at Indiana State. That must have been the year I was in. Georgia State. No, he was he was with the team in 2017. Okay. Um, he was kind of like an under-the-radar guy. But um, Google 
Google Trent Miles, okay? But uh, I'm sorry, please. please <laughs> I'm on it. I apologize. I, I, I didn't mean to. Wow. What, what do you want me to check? Trent Miles. Yeah, what about what year, what year was, uh, was he with the Eagles? Anyways, Jesse. 2017 Mann. to 2021. Um, <laughs> literally, when Bo was on the beat. Um, and anyways, uh, Jesse oh, yeah. Minter was on his staff. Uh, Indiana State, Georgia State, I believe, right? Uh, um, so anyways, so that's Jesse Minter's background. Chris Shaw. You, I hope if they hire Jesse Minter, he's got a slightly more dynamic personality than his father. <laughs> you and Rick. Uh, I like Rick, but I mean, I don't. I don't think I. I think he was like the most stoic football guy I've ever seen. So Rick, like, I don't know that his face ever changed. So Rick Minter had a coaching staff at Cincinnati that included three NFL coaches. Can you name them? Two? Can you name? Oh, I love it, Zach. Three NFL head coaches. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I believe this was the case. I'm pulling it up. They're not current head coach. Oh, I mean, one's not a current head coach, but has been. Oh. I'll just give it to you. It's a better podcast. Okay. Give me their initials. RR. <laughs> Rich Rodriguez. <laughs> NFL head coach? No, Rex Ryan. MT. Mike Tomlin. Yep. And JH. John Harbaugh. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Um, so that was like. Wait. My, oh, they were coaches underneath them. Okay. At, as Cincinnati. Yeah. Someone can look that up. Rex but, Ryan. Wow. I, I know Rex Ryan and Tomlin. Um, I did a story actually on the two of them on the staff, and I think I spoke to Rick Minter at the time um, for that story. That was in 2000. Coach Vinny Curry. And Marshall? Yeah. Yeah. Um, correct. Uh, so. Got one, got one on. <laughs> uh, yeah, baby. So, um, yeah, so. Uh, and, then, and then Chris Shaw, honestly, yeah, I mean, don't know as much about him, but I know he's from. Where in the Shula family tree is he? I, that's a serious question. I don't. I, who who is he related to? Whose son is he? Or uh, brother or do we know? I uh, I think he's the nephew of Don. Okay. So. Wow, we really done our homework on these candidates. <laughs> um. Anyways, so so that's who we. Oh, wow, he's an eighty six baby. From. What's that? He's an eighty six baby. Okay. Anyways, uh, that's that's he's that's kind Dave's of son, Dave's son of Dave Shula. Former coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, correct? Yes, and current defensive backs coach for the Los Angeles Rams. That makes no. Him... That's no. Chris is the defensive backs coach. He was. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So he's also the grandson of Don. <laughs> yes. And yeah. the okay. nephew of Mike. That's okay. Um. Sorry about that. So, anyways, what I was um, saying there is is uh, I would think either uh, Denardo Wilson. Um, or Sean Desai, and yeah, I think that makes sense. I think those are the yeah, yeah. the two front runners. So Sean Desai, he brings you um, defensive coordinator experience. He has what two years, I believe, with the Bears, uh, and he's he's now he's been in different systems, but he's from that Vic Fangio tree. Denard Wilson's been in different systems too, by the way. If you're hiring Denard Wilson, you're not just just hiring yeah, Greg Williams the, is his boy. The, the continuity, yeah. I mean he. He was in that Greg Williams, Jeff Fisher defense, which is actually um, for the for Eagles fans who are unfamiliar with it, it would remind you of the of the Jim Schwartz defense, right? Uh, so the Eagles had so there's I don't know what Denard Wilson's ideas would be for this scheme, but you can blend kind of the last two defenses that the Eagles potentially had. But we talked about this on the last pod when we talked about these coaching changes. A big thing with the defense in particular is you don't know what your personnel is going to be, right? I mean we 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 know. Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat are going to play the edge. We know Darius Slay is going to be a cornerback on this team. Um, we don't know anything. I mean, we know Jordan Davis is going to be a big part of this defensive well, line. Well, this is also the continuation of the conversation we had last offseason about the emphasis, the heavy emphasis on now that we know the coaching staff and we know what they want, we can draft for yeah. that. Well, guess what? One year later, the coaching staff is gone. And right. so, like – did you draft Jordan Davis just for Jonathan Gannon? Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a useful prototype player to have yeah. on any defense, but it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a nice backup survival mechanism for the person in charge of making the picks to say uh, like we're picking the guys that fit the scheme because then if they leave, not only can you pin it on them, but then it's like you're 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 starting the yeah. clock. I it's mean, also like a reasonable thing to do because if you're going to get the most out of a player, 
it needs to fit with what you have, right? That's a learned experience, yeah. but um, it's maybe not the perfect way to do things. No, and I'm 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 with you there. It it, it would be a, a major mistake if they drafted Jordan Davis to fit that certain role. I mean, it certainly helps if, if you say he can play this role on day one and then as he develops and something more. But you draft Jordan Davis because there aren't that many people on the earth who are like Jordan Davis. And and you say he has these tools and you and we can develop. I mean, it's a similar conversation that we could have in a few weeks about uh, about Darnell Washington. Um, but who now? What's that? Who is that now? The tight end from Georgia, Darnell Washington. No. How far are you on your draft prep, by the way? Have you? You're looking at it. This is <laughs> okay. Um I was really heavy in it, but I made a major mistake that that caused like it didn't cause a car accident, but I was as as fuming as I've been in a long time. Okay, um, and I probably shouldn't. Was uh, it a bad backdrop? <laughs> I shouldn't admit this, um, but this was up. I, I'll, I I take ownership. I take accountability. Okay, um, in the in my mock without draft, accountability, there's no nobility. In my mock draft last week, we all had to do mock drafts. Um, every team, when I say every team would do a mock draft and, uh, I originally was only going to do a three round mock draft because you can't really predict seventh round players at this Correct. point. Right. I mean, and so I added, um, like last minute I added the two seventh round picks. Um, and one of the seventh round picks, I put, uh, player from Georgia safety to uh, Tyke Smith. He's from Philly. Who um, notice that you were going to let a Philly guy go and take? Yeah, him. who was like a great player or a really productive player, in West Virginia transfers to Georgia. It was just he was injured two years ago, was a role player, and I, uh, I thought his like eligibility expired. Right, he's been in college for a long time, but he, there's there's extra eligibility now, mm. and he went back. But it's one of these things that I didn't have like a standardized. You know, I was looking at like. Um, I guess I was looking at an outdated list, mm. you know, and I was like, you, you don't want to pick a safety that was going to go in the third round and pick him for the Eagles in the seventh round. So I was looking at undrafted free. I was looking at safeties with undrafted grades and I picked him. And then I got a text from someone. I was at my, my children's school for, nice. uh, for something. And I got a text from Jeffrey, not from Jeffrey, from someone in the NFL being like, uh, I think he went back to Georgia. Look at this mm. And I was, well, I was like, I was besides myself, right? And um, and I was so so frustrated. I, uh, I scrambled. I replaced it with Avery Young, who's a Coatesville native mm, okay. um, from from Rutgers, who definitely is going out in the draft. So I think there's a part of this where you could probably blame the um, assignment itself that no, required you to have a seventh round projection <laughs> despite yeah. being a week removed from the yeah. Super Bowl. That's one thing that you could say. <laughs> Um, but I, I do want to know where this ranks on your level of, like on your list of, uh, professional mistakes. Is that number one? I was really high up there. Really? Yeah. That high up? I think yeah. it's an odd, like there's been it's a lot totally of players fine. that have decided to go back. So I don't think it's, I'm sure a lot of people have dealt with similar things over this past year. Well, so what now, I should have done you, when I you, when you done... edited it, did you include an editor's note that said this previously? Oh, 100%. Okay, great. I sent, I sent okay. Josiah the note. Okay. And, uh, uh, yeah, 100% put that in there. Yeah. Uh, and I your journalism it's... professors would be very proud of um, But no, I, so what I should have done when I did that mock draft is I should have done the, uh, one of the um, simulators. Mm. I didn't do that. I, I did like the list, you know, from this pool, from this pool, from this pool. But I want to bring that up because uh, I guess. So what was to, number one? For mistakes. Biggest professional made? mistake. Yeah. Um, biggest professional mistake. I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to think about that one. Um, As if you haven't already thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we'll get to that off camera. I, I'm, I don't need to discuss that here. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Lines being crossed. Um, what's that? No, no, there was no, no, there was no. I, I, I misspelled a name one time. Okay, and that really um, frustrated me. Yeah, I could see that. So and, we used to get F's in college for doing that. And thanks. For, now, you're, now you're rubbing it in. Yeah. <laughs> and it was in. No, was, like in a class. That's what they, you know, how to teach you not to, to yeah. do it. Yeah. It was. It was in the hard copy of the paper, <laughs> and. Mm. It was the last name of of an agent. Mm. Um, oh, and uh, it was there was a lot. It was it was a long name, and I think I I mm. I don't know. A that, before you in Rosenhaus. <laughs> no, that one. Look at it. it was the last name 
Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give a shout out to Ed Wasilewski. Okay. Uh, that's a tough one. Yeah. And uh, Ed yeah. W, as he's known around here. I, I, I did a story on the life of an agent uh, oh, leading up to the draft. And it was all about him. And I spent yeah. three. Uh, now, it wasn't, fortunately, it wasn't the first. It was like a reference later on in the story. Oh. Uh, but okay. still. You know what? Now, that's on you, but the copy editor has got to catch that. Oh, yeah, too. It wasn't every reference. That yeah. would have been yeah. Yeah. If the headline. Yeah. Here, if if the yeah. yeah. No, it was like it was later on in the story. And I, yeah, they gotta be checking that too. I mean, every no, that's that's I'm responsible. It has my name on the top. I'm yeah, sure. But um but that so that was that's highest on my list of professional mistakes. I, I think mean, it could be worse. worse. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could be a lot worse. It's really not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we really didn't have to go down this path. Um <laughs> I, I I did want to talk about the draft, but we can talk about that next segment, which round up the coaching. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, let's take a break. We'll be back with more. Uh on Birds with Friends. <laughs> Welcome back to Birds with Friends, Bo and Marissa, and professional mistake number two, as Marissa said during, <laughs> I didn't mean to say it. during the break for Zach Berman is that he did not make it back in time uh, for the beginning of the second segment of Birds with Friends. <laughs> and here he comes, glass in hand, ready to give a toast. Sorry about that. That's okay, Zach. There's there's no place to get water. I had to I had to go into the meeting room where a meeting's in place. Sorry. The, the mistakes keep adding up. <laughs> Hope that I'm hoping to sleep tonight. It's gonna keep me up. Um this is a fancy glass you got there. Why don't you set Cheers. up Zach? Why don't you set up what's coming this week for the combine? Uh, okay, so Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman will speak to us tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to that. As in every year, we get the chance to talk to the head coach and the GM here. And there's an expression, it's lying season, right? They're not going to give you anything. Yeah, this is usually when they tell – I mean, they rarely tell the truth. Yeah. This is when they tell the least amount of yeah. truth. But. Yeah, but it's it's a chance. I, I, look, I'm, I mean, you're not going to pin them against the wall for like, – or, or they're not going to give you hard information here. But um, – <laughs> I like the philosophical stuff. And then, honestly, sometimes how. Why did you trade for Carrie Vincent? <laughs> sometimes how gives you nuggets here. I mean, this is this is the site, of course, where. They, they, He's in the XFL now. No, this is the site where, as 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 you and Shield once chronicled, they they did the most noble thing a team ever did, mm. which is they they from the bottom of their hearts they, they allowed Nick Foles to become a free agent. <laughs> we figured after all he's done for us, <laughs> we gave him a gift. Yeah, um, that occurred. That that famously occurred here. Um, so, so yeah, so. We'll, we'll get to hear some updates on the coaching search, the offseason, um, what's ahead for the Eagles. And then there have been news here, right? They they re-signed Brandon Graham here once, as we discussed. They released D'Amico Ryans here once. Um, they they made a handful of other, um, you know, small moves or, or moves of different variety here. So Not small moves to the people involved. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There's- Let me ask you a Bird Lines question. Over bird lions, bird lions. Okay. Over under seventy percent, the percentage of questions asked to Jonathan Gannon by Philadelphia reporters during over. his press conference. Over. You think oh, easy oh, over? Easy over. I mean, this is like Chip at the owners meetings, right? <laughs> um, He's the one who's going to be pinned against the wall. It's going to be. Uh, <laughs> if he's smart, if they're smart, they would put him up at the same time as. Mm. As the Eagles guys, so that they, we would be distracted. But uh, Jonathan's a Jonathan's a grown man; he can take it. So sure, but I mean, he doesn't want to be up there answering our questions the whole time. You think? What do you think it's going to be? Eighty-five percent? Um, seventy-two. You so you go easy over seventy, but you're going only seventy-two. Yeah, I was just joking. I don't know. Yeah, eighty percent. All right. I'm sure there'll be some national questions. So, how about Steichen? What number would you put that at? No, I mean this is in Indianapolis, and there's so there's a lot of indie media. Yeah, there, I think you're so. looking at yeah twenty percent. Yeah. Okay. Um, Shane also has more 
uh, like he, 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 he doesn't give long answers. So there's, there's, that's a good point. Yeah. 15, more questions. Yeah. There's, yeah. It's, it's a, yeah. That's uh, a good point. Now, I mean, Nick, I mean, Nick can give three answers in 15 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, if, if, if there's like a, an Ohio reporter here who asks about Mount Union or Larry Karras, there's going to be nothing on the coaching search. Mm. Yeah. Well, we're going to make sure that that doesn't happen. <laughs> um, in any event, uh, yeah. So, about getting pinned against the wall. So, so we will talk to them uh, tomorrow. Then it, the uh, the interviews for the players are Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They changed the order this year. Actually, they changed the order essentially so they can have the workouts for the quarterbacks and prime time on the weekend. Um, but what that means for us is that the we'll have a chance to talk to the defensive players earlier in the week. Usually, the first day's quarterbacks and it, it, it's it's offensive players the first two days, defensive players the next two days. This year, it's reversed. Um, and so we, we, there's a misconception, um, in the past at least that when we go to the combine, we're like, they're at the workouts. Actually, my understanding is this year we're allowed at the workouts, but traditionally, uh, we're just talking to the players. We're talking to the coaches, we're talking to the GMs, but we're not, we're watching the workouts on television. And, uh, I think they opened that up this year, but anyways, this is more of an event to talk to people, to get, um, to get information, to get rumors, to get gossip, to get, uh, and then to, you know, get exposure to the players as well. So look forward to that. Look forward to getting a chance to talk to the uh, defensive players. Um, I, I, will, I won't be here for the offensive guys, but I'll be here for the defensive guys. Okay. Marissa, what are you doing? Um, I'll be here all week. So if there's anything you guys need from me while you guys aren't here, Tip happy to help. I did check um, Andre Yoshivas what time he was mm. uh, oh, talking. It? I think it's later in the week. I don't think people are going to be here, but that's too bad. When I was he's going to he's going to run a blazing forty. Yeah. If you did a mock draft, would you have projected him to the Eagles? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Just to get the Brian Flynn mentioned in there, we're going to. I have mean, him. get the SEO. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I mean the the point of doing a mock draft at this stage of the offseason, to me, preposterous. <laughs> but uh, that's okay. So we did. I a understand beat. it for teams with like top five picks, yeah. but. So we did a beat writer mock draft last week. And what that is, is and you did a big board. And <laughs> a big board. Um, yes. Uh the beat writer mock draft is and a scouting combine preview. No, I did a mailbag. A mailbag. mailbag. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, well, I did a mock, I did the seven-round mock draft, but the beat writer mock draft was interesting because you're making that decision in real time. We have a Slack channel. Yeah, where, that one's fun. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I like yeah. The beat so, so I had draft. to play the part of Howie Roseman. And um, I was on the board at 10. And I was at that point. And I played the part of Tom Domino. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at that point, Miles Murphy was on the board. Miles Murphy, for those who don't know, um, he's a he's an edge rusher from Clemson, athletic freak. Uh, he I'm curious to see how he tests. Uh, didn't have prolific production at Clemson, but had solid production. Was a future crew coming out of high school, and he's he's one of the the top edge rushers in in this class. Uh, Eagles, there were also um, two of the top three corners on the board there. And uh, and then there were offensive linemen on the board, too. I took Miles Murphy. I think I, I leaned when I said when in doubt, go with the lines of scrimmage. And and, and by the way, the Eagles, I have a, a number. Um, I don't have it in front of me here, but the amount of snaps they had at edge rusher that weren't um, Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick is really high. Like sure. the Eagles need a third edge rusher next yeah. year, right? So Miles Murphy there. And then 30, I took a cornerback, Emmanuel Forbes, uh, from Mississippi State, who uh look, we the term draft crush goes around. Of the corners who aren't like the top ones, I really like Emmanuel Forbes. Emmanuel Forbes set the college football re- or set the FBS grandson record. Grandson of Steve. <laughs> He's not the grandson of Steve. Um, he set the FBS record uh for pick sixes. Really good ball skills. Um, some of them were like tip passes. There was look if you're watching Will Levis highlights, okay, and you're watching Will Levis lowlights, Will Levis threw a pass that like Emmanuel Forbes just read it, jumped in front of it, pick six. He lost but, that race war. I'm, 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 <laughs> that's a good it's a good callback. Um, so I took Emmanuel Forbes and at, at number 30. The knock on Emmanuel Forbes is the same knock that Devontae Smith had. He's like really thin. He was listed at 170-something pounds. Um, that wouldn't scare me off, right, when you can play the way he does. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see 
you know, as we learn more, we're still in the early stages of learning about these players, but I had him at 30. So that was the beat writer mock draft. But then the next day, then the next day I had the seven round mock draft, the infamous seven round, round mock draft now. And, uh, I intentionally wanted and, and, and purposely. And You're purposely, giving away the goods for free, my man. Well, I, I wanted to have a different combination here. Um, and so this one, I went with the corner in the first uh, at, at 10. And get the, make the yeah. people read the story. I, I went with the Nedge Rusher at 30. You can check that out. You can see the combinations of running back in the second round. Um, you can check that out. But this is what I'm trying to – it's all a way of saying this. It would shock me, absolutely shock me, if one of those two picks aren't traded. Right. Oh, trade for it sure. up, trade it back. Yeah, I mean, but absolutely. Yeah. So, the other part of doing mock drafts now is is like they're 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 going to trade thirty. If you use the example from two thousand eighteen, they were drafting at, at thirty two that year, and they moved back with the Ravens. They got a second rounder, a second rounder the following year, and they exchanged fourth rounders. They moved up in the fourth round. Uh, and what happened at that point was the Eagles had a bucket of pass catchers they were looking at, and they thought. From that bucket, there's going to be, there's not, the, when you're drafting at 28, the guy you're drafting at, or, or, or I'm sorry, when you're drafting at 30, the guy you're looking at at 30 is probably comparable to the player you're be thinking at 35, let's say, or 38, right? You're drafting, you have a bucket of players there. And it, it's a little different at 10. Um, but at 10, where the Eagles are drafting, uh, if a quarterback slips, if Anthony Richardson slips, or if Will Levis slips, that pick all of a sudden becomes really valuable. And also in, I believe, 2018, Josh Rosen was in the draft. Uh, the Cardinals traded up from 15 to 10. The Raiders traded back. They got an extra third and extra five. Uh, so something to think about with the Eagles, who don't have, at this point, a fourth-round pick, a fifth-round pick, or a sixth-round pick. Okay. Uh, and then as far as players, uh, look, we have, we'll have months to talk about the or weeks to talk about the draft. But Take it uh, easy. What? Go ahead. <laughs> um, um if there's saying we don't need to do 20 minutes on Miles Murphy today. Okay. Yeah. If there's if yeah, here, if 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 there are any draft specific questions in yeah. the uh in the chat, I'd be happy to address them, but we can move on to first. I, I have one draft yeah. question for you. Yeah. Because it's a player who you did not mock uh in your like eight mock drafts did not <laughs> land with the Eagles in any of them. Because to world. me. I think if I had to write down the name today, who I would guess, yeah. just based on the things that I've read and knowing what the Eagles do, mm -hmm. if I had to guess one name who they would take at 10, mm -hmm. I think it would be Paris Johnson. Interesting. Okay. The Ohio State yep. offensive lineman. Now, and you did not have an offensive lineman there um, on, in any of the ones that you <laughs> I did. I two of them. Okay. That's not, uh, yes. Because yes. to me, it fits the, you got a top 10 pick, use yep. it on a premium position. Uh, you need a long-term replacement for Lane Johnson. He could play guard today. Mm -hmm. It's like it fits all the check marks of a Howie Roseman pick. I don't know enough about him as a player. Great point. But Great point. Thought strongly about it. Not ruling it out. Um, definitely think offensive line is in play there. Uh, it's a great point. He was on He was on the big board. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I wrote about that. Okay. And, look, Paris Johnson Jr., I got to admit, on a personal level, might be my favorite player in this draft. Really? Why? Uh, Harris Johnson is, is he, Jr. Is he from your hometown? No. Harris Johnson Jr. is a journalism major. Oh, yeah. We talked about this. Who wrote for Ohio State student newspaper. Exactly. Oh, the He's field day Zach would have. <laughs> Off the board. If. Wrote for the student newspaper. <laughs> you remember the last? Uh, he wrote for the Lantern, I believe. You remember the on. last journalism guy who they who they took? The last journalism guy who they took? Jeff Owens. <sighs> that was a little before my Although sure. it actually turned out to be Brandon Boykin in the same draft. Brandon Boykin was a journalism guy too. That's what I just said. Didn't he? You said he, he turned think, out to be Brandon because Boykin. he got into he got into the business. I don't think he was a journalism like guy. Well, Brandon Boykin was a college. broadcast journalism major. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was a good pick. Well, still, Jeff Owens was the more recent one then because he was the seventh round pick. <laughs> okay. So still accurate. <laughs> um, yeah. So fair enough. Uh, but yeah, Paris Johnson Jr. a journalism major at Ohio State, but he's not from Philly. He's not from Philly. No. I can't be your favorite. I mean, I mean, there's some, there's some. I think if the Eagles draft Paris Johnson, I'm gonna get a, uh, I'm gonna do a uh, company paid for a trip to Paris to get the scouting report on Paris Johnson. <laughs> He's not from Paris, but I wouldn't put it past you. Yeah. I'm just gonna go around and ask people what they think of Paris Johnson. Bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Who would be your favorite player they pick at ten? 
Oh, I have no idea. I don't, I, this is, <laughs> the, beginning, this is the beginning of my process. Like, I want to get these numbers, then I can put them into my database, then I can watch them. Oh, you have a database? Yeah, I got some databases. Ooh, yeah, fancy. He's, he's got a wide receiver bucket. Yeah, I got some buckets, got yeah. some databases. Whoa. We got um, to get this data. Yeah, so I, I, uh, I spent a lot of last week looking at, at draft prospects. I'm a little behind on it. Admit that. But honestly, uh, free agency is before the draft. And we're not talking about the Eagles right now as like players in free agency. Bo had the top 10 the Eagles, um, top 10 free agent or top 12, I think he had free agents. Uh, that, I think it might have gone to 14 potentially. 14, okay. Who knows? They got a lot of free agents. Yeah, they have. A, so I think that's going to be the priority up on the athletic now. And you see Bo's working there. Flu is, World Order. We got no, the athletic top, to top 150 is up right now of free agents. And Bo has. It is? Yes. Oh. And Bo has write-ups for uh, all the Eagles guys in there. How do they rank them? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't want to tell all the chickens made here or the sausages made. Um, Why would you go with chickens? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when, a, when a hen loves a rooster. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um <laughs> The whole idea of replacing sausage is to make it not meat. I, it was it was a poor <laughs> chicken. If I could be self-deprecating here, if I could, if I could be self-deprecating, yeah, let's let's yeah, tell us how this how the cow is made. <laughs> so I once described I was describing someone someone one time in college, and um, you know the term "salt of the earth." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I, I screw up the term. <laughs> I, I call him "dirt of the earth." <laughs> Yeah, this guy's this guy's a rot. <laughs> I said it in like the most earnest way possible. I was like, I was like, yeah. I was like, he's the exact kind of guy you'd want to work with. He's like real dirt of the earth. <laughs> yeah, that was a mistake. Um, <laughs> So, do you want to reveal who you're talking about? Uh, no, he was no. I definitely don't. I, um, but uh, yeah, I I I've always felt so. Whenever I hear that term, uh, salt of the earth, I, I, that's a good one. That might yeah, be a drop. Yeah, that was that. Oh, look, I I have no problem making fun of myself. Um, that that was. Oh, that's so yeah, good. Yeah, that was. That, that was That's what they one. say about Mr. Gonzalez. Little dirt of the earth. <laughs> uh, I mean, I got nothing else to add. That was a good way to, to um, close it. So, yes, no. So, free agency is 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 before then. The Eagles have a lot of prominent free agents. I don't expect uh, the Eagles to to be very active in adding other free agents. Hey, I have you? a question for you, Jalen Ramsey. Would you trade the thirty first pick for Jalen Ramsey? Well, Jalen Ramsey wants a new contract too, from what I understand, right? So I wouldn't trade for him then give him a new deal. Um, but if you can get him on his current deal, he's twenty eight years old. Yeah, if you can get him on his current deal, that would certainly be interesting to me, right? If you have him on his current deal, the cap obligation is a different story. But yeah, uh, and, and I, I, well, would you? If, I don't if, think if so. you had to give him a new deal. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, it was in the it was in the mailbag today. Do I anticipate an AJ Brown like trade this year? And the answer is no, I, I don't because I really think look, the Eagles have six picks in the first two rounds the next two years. I know they have other picks too, but I think those six picks really you're you're not gonna go six of six, but um those these picks really need to be a, a, a lifeblood for adding starting caliber talent for you over these next few years because the Eagles are gonna be in a position where they had they they're going to pay Jalen Hurts a lot of money this offseason, right? Devontae Smith, I'm sorry, Devontae Smith, he's going to get paid soon. I actually listened to a good podcast recently with A.J. Brown. Um, oh, yeah, I listened to that one. Yeah, that was a good this one. This one I actually listened to. Yeah. You should give a shout-out to the name of the podcast. Go ahead. Um, I, gotta look back I don't remember the name of it. Um, it, was a, it was a really good one. Um, again, I want to get proper credit. Uh Okay. Anyway, the point is they they have a lot. They also have a lot of holes to fill, and so not even just in terms of like fitting a big contract under the cap. They've got a lot of they got lots, a lot of room? spots to fill. Yes, thank you. The yep. raw room podcast. Raw room podcast. Yep. Um, and uh, and so I I I think that they're 
yeah, they're 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 really gonna have to build some of these these um, roster spots in, in internally here. Fill some of these spots internally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, one. Uh, let's say here. Did you get something for me on the plane? Did I get something for you on the plane? Well, you said you got one thing left. I don't know. No. I got uh, you something. A pretzel wrapper. <laughs> and he just got that salt. He just got salt all over his salt. iPad. <laughs> my salt of the earth gift, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's a real salt of the yeah. earth. Yeah. Um, I was. I was. I was going to ask you here. Uh, CJ Gardner Johnson. Well, do you think the Eagles could give him the franchise tag? The franchise tag deadline comes off in the next. You know, I would be very surprised if they gave him the franchise tag. That doesn't. It doesn't make a lot of sense, cap wise. Uh, it doesn't strike me as a good. Uh, like I don't know, he's going to be a good soldier and show up on that tag. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. It, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. What about you? Uh, no, no, the only, I mean, if, if they're insistent on keeping him, then I don't think they, I don't think they have any intention of him playing next year on the tag, but if he's the guy they want and you tag him and there's a cap hold on it, um, and then you do that to buy time to work out a deal. So he doesn't hit the open market. I wouldn't roll that out. Um, yeah, I mean, teams use the cap as a holding strategy. I'm sorry. They use the tag as a holding strategy. I could see that, but I don't think they have any intention of. CJ Gardner Johnson playing on the tag next year. My guess is that he that they don't tag him. You know, a lot, I have a lot of like flu world order related questions okay. I'd like to talk to you about, but I feel like we'll it's we'll got to be part that. of the discussion um, of flu world. Order. Thing, the Jalen Hurts contract. Uh, do you think this happens before free agency, or do you think Lamar Jackson gets signed first and sets a sets the market? Um, mm, that's a good question. There's Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. I think but, the I think the like history tells us that it's always better to do it first, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, so, and the Eagles have always, under Jeffrey Lurie, paid the quarterback as soon as they could. Yep. Right. So, I mean, he's going to get paid this offseason. Maybe it may, maybe it doesn't happen before the new league year. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to predict what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson, but I would I would not be surprised if he's the first big contract doled out this offseason. And could you see a situation where it's a Patrick Mahomes like deal where they really try to use years? You mm. know, they're like, we're going to give you more money than you can possibly fathom, but we're going to lock you in for a long period of time to bring down that cap number. For I would be surprised if they're if they're just because of his playing style. Mm-hmm. If they're if they're gonna give him if they would give him like a, a guaranteed number yeah. for like six years out yeah. that feels like a stretch to me. Yeah. I also don't think he's gonna get like it's not gonna be front loaded because he's still gonna be on a second round contract next year, mm-hmm. right? It's gonna be all yeah. of, it's gonna be the guarantees up front, yeah. the signing bonus, and then it's all gonna be they always push everything out into the future. Absolutely. So I don't know. Do you disagree? No, I I'm I yeah. just uh, there's different strat you know in yeah in uh, in other sports. It's like the the years are advantageous to the player. In football, the years are advantageous to the team, right? Like it, it benefits the player to go with a shorter deal in football than the 10, 12 year deal. If you're many, you know, if, if you're a baseball well, player. Well, sort of, because there's, I mean, there's also a higher risk of injury. So if you're getting guarantees yeah. pushed out far, sure, enough, that's, that's good. But if you're Patrick Mahomes, like the market yeah. keeps resetting itself. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think I think I think Jalen Hurts is at the next level of quarterbacks right now, but I think there are probably some reasonable questions about his long-term staying power. And I mean, but if if if, if you're Jalen Hurts too, and you say, "Look, I know I'm going to get paid. Let's see what Lamar Jackson comes in at. Let's see what right. Justin Herbert comes in at. Let's see what Joe Burrow comes in at." The flip side, you can also say, "Look, am I really going to turn down forty-five, fifty million dollars a year?" Like, you I know, mean, that's Michael Dunn money. <laughs> Uh, did no, we, did he not, get? Did he make our one top one fifty? Uh, he better have. Honestly, I was walking. I'll keep off. scrolling. I was, <laughs> I was walking over and it was I'm raining. Top fifty, right behind uh, Samalo, I'd say. So, people in the chat want to know: you think there could be a potential for Hertz news this week? I don't think this week. I you think they have too many other things it? to do this week. Okay, so yeah. n- not during the combine. I would be pretty shocked. I'd be shocked. The yeah, they got to hire these coordinators first. Okay, yeah. so yeah. the coordinators. Definitely first before I would think so. Okay. And, and they probably got home too. Um, you know, 
yeah, talk it over with some people back home. Okay. Um, what? Who are you talking about? Emily? Oh, Jeffrey. <laughs> well, yeah, but they can talk to Jeffrey true, about it. True, like, true. I believe he has working internet. <laughs> true. Fair. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, what a ride. That'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We'll be back tomorrow afternoon. That's Tuesday after uh, Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni have spoken. Rough plan for about 5 p.m. on Tuesday. Um, so hopefully we'll see you then for Zach and Marissa and Miles Murphy. We thank you for listening and watching. We will talk to you tomorrow. And as always, we love you. Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.